The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. As you've been hearing on the news, a further delay in the UN Security Council vote on a possible cessation of hostilities in Gaza. The row is over the wording of the motion and the idea is to try to get the United States on side and pass that motion in the Security Council, which would have binding effect. I'm joined in studio now by Dana Ehrlich, Israel's ambassador to Ireland. Ambassador, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you What for is your understanding me. of what's going on in the Security Council? We don't know. We're waiting for the final text, but I don't think that any resolution that does not condemn Hamas completely for their actions since October 7th and does not call for the immediate release of all the kidnapped is not really relevant. So as far as you're concerned, if they come up with the wording of a motion which the United States can support or at least abstain from, thus giving power to the the, the Security Council motion, unless it contains all of those elements... Uh, calling for a release of all the hostages, uh, condemning the actions not just on October 7th, but the actions of Hamas since then, Israel will not respect that motion. Well, again, we need to see the text and we need to understand what the meaning is. But unfortunately, until now, with the different resolutions and with different texts that we've seen, there was a complete disregard to that. And when you say that we need a cessation of all the aggressions in Gaza, you are right. We need Hamas to lay down their weapons. And this is what we need the entire world to say. This is not just a ceasefire. If Hamas laid down their weapons, if they released all the kidnapped, this can be over tomorrow. Um, the, the idea that you ask your adversary uh, to surrender effectively uh, and release what they see as their negotiating levers, uh, thus leaving them with uh, literally no options at all, except perhaps imprisonment at the hands of Israel. How likely is that to be agreed by Hamas? This is a terror organization, and this terror we see that is not only on our borders. Right now, with Hezbollah in their northern border and their what they are doing to their own population in Lebanon, the Houthis who are threatening the Red Sea and all the trade in that area. So the threat of terror will spread unless we stop it. Is it not fair to say, though, that uh, the, the, most of the terror being experienced in the region uh, at the moment is by, experienced by Palestinian civilians under bombardment from Israel? Palestinian civilians are hostages of Hamas the same way that we are. And this is why we need to stop them. This is not helping the Palestinian cause in any way. And we hear the outcry of the Palestinian people. What I'm surprised is that we don't hear that outcry from the UN organizations. We don't hear that outcry from people here in Ireland who are so supportive of the Palestinian cause. Palestinians need help from Hamas. They need to be liberated from Hamas. We see what they're doing in schools, in hospitals. We see how they abuse the international aid going in. So, yes, they need liberation from Hamas. What are you saying about abusing the international aid going in? Because at the moment, everything that goes in is scrutinized by Israelis. Just when it goes through the crossings. But afterwards, do we have any guarantees that that, those hundreds of trucks that go in every day, do we have any guarantee that they actually go to the population who is in such dire need? 
We've opened the Kerem Shalom are crossing. The, are, are you not the occupying force? I just so, uh, so let, you can actually keep an eye on things. Well, we've opened Kerem Shalom crossing to make sure that more and more trucks of aid go in. There are hundreds of trucks going in. We're making everything in our power to make sure that, and you see that the trucks uh, lining up to get into Gaza. What we also see is Hamas terrorists on those trucks firing at people who try to take that aid and but, we are but, not sure that it's getting to the actual population we don't see these images because independent journalism is not possible now in gaza because of the the the, the israeli occupation i don't think there is a lack of images coming out of gaza and we see a lot of people who are documenting and filming everything so we do see that we see we have a lot of videos showing that hamas terrorists are shooting their own population who just want that aid that the international community thought was reaching it. Um, you know, sometimes uh, this sort of abuse happens in every theatre of war, in every humanitarian crisis, whether it's in Africa or in the Middle East, wherever it might occur. Uh, you do get uh, people who, uh, for reasons of greed or avarice or whatever, will uh, purloin some of the, the aid that goes in. But most of it gets to the right place. This is what we would have wanted to see. But with Hamas, unfortunately, what we've seen, the leaders of Hamas, most of them don't even sit in Gaza, but sit in other countries, enjoy the wealth. Um, their net worth is five or above billions of dollars while their population is starving. Their aim is to perpetuate that poverty. They're not giving that aid to the population you are right. What happens right now in Gaza is a tragedy, and we should all work together to resolve it for the benefit of the Palestinian people. But uh, letting Hamas off the hook, this is not the way to help the Palestinian people. But 20,000 Palestinians have been killed, and uh, the bulk of them it would appear, according to the figures that have been released, are women and children. We didn't start this war. Every person getting killed is a tragedy not just from our end, but from the Palestinian side and in Gaza. We don't have the actual numbers, and unfortunately we may never know the actual numbers because the numbers we are getting are by the Hamas-led uh, Ministry of Health. But what we do know that this can stop tomorrow if Hamas stops. The way that they're so embedded within their population, within hospitals, within schools, within mosques, the fact that they're not letting their people evacuate, the fact that in everywhere, even underneath the humanitarian zone, we found one of the biggest tunnels. Just imagine all of that infrastructure, all of that money, if that would have been invested in their own population and not in terror. But meantime, the Israeli military operation continues apace. Now, I want you to, to listen to this Sky News report, just a portion of it. Alistair Bunkel reporting at Rafa, and this is what happened. Our team was filming inside a hospital in Rafa near the Egyptian border when a series of Israeli airstrikes hit nearby. A father puts his arms around his terrified children and huddles for cover behind a car. The injured have been carried away as the Israeli drone circles overhead with the threat of more incoming missiles. There are women underneath here, one man shouts. The body of a dead child is found and taken away on a stretcher. Another body lay in front of a mangled car. 
We don't know why the Israeli military hit this target, but people in Gaza had been told that Rafa was safe. Can you explain that? Yes, all of these actions are under the international law and the rules of law. And when Hamas is using hospitals as uh, shields against uh, behind people and to stockpile their ammunitions, and we've seen that in Shipa and we've seen that in different hospitals throughout the Gaza Strip, within incubators we found ammunition. Within uh, MRI machines, we found ammunition. Again, where is the international cry? The head of the World Health Organization was here in Dublin this week. I did not hear him say anything about that, about the cynical abuse of hospitals by Hamas. A, a hospital should be a safe space, but it's a double war crime if that hospital is being used to target Civilian population from within a civilian population, a but, double but war crime. Th- these are civilians, as you say, you think they are, um, you know, an- antipathetic to Hamas, that they don't want them there, etc., etc. But they are powerless to face them down. And yet they are the ones who are suffering. I mean, they, the people that we're talking about, are not people who can hide in tunnels. The women and children, they can't hide in tunnels. They are exposed to all the artillery. And, you know, Rafa they were told was safe. Rafa clearly is not safe from Israeli bombardment. You are right that the Palestinian people are helpless from Hamas, but the international community is not. And the Irish people who are so vocal about it are not. Where is the outcry for what Hamas is doing? How is this protecting Palestinians when we don't hold Hamas accountable for what they're doing? Everything right now, these are different attempts we're doing everything in our power to make sure civilians are not hurt. But the use of drones, it's to make sure that it's as surgical as possible under the rules of law. And you're right, all of it is tragic. It Any person though, getting killed is for, tragic. 45% of the armaments you're using are dumb bombs. In other words, they're not guided. Um, they are the same kind of weapons that they used back in the First World War. They, you know, they have spotters. They throw up a rocket, see where it lands. And if it doesn't land on target, then the spotter tells the gunner how to adjust to, to possibly hit the target. Dumb bombs can land anywhere. They are not surgical or forensic. There are the different areas where we are uh, targeting within the Gaza Strip. And what you're saying is what is being used in northern Gaza Strip, which is the area that we've asked repeatedly for weeks now to be evacuated because that is an active war zone. As the same way that we evacuated all of our people from southern Israel, from northern Israel right now, we have hundreds of thousands of Israelis who are displaced within Israel because of that, because we want to make sure that they are safe. And you are right, these are not, there are no tunnels where the Palestinian can hide. But what is Hamas doing about that? Imagine, no, do, we have do you know, have, now... Do you, know, have, uh, do you not have an objective moral standard that says... This is disproportionate. What we have been doing is disproportionate to the terrible offence that happened on October the 7th. There are 20,000 people dead. I don't know how many of the Hamas militants are dead. You may never know that exactly. But there are thousands of women dead, thousands of children dead, people who have no part in this conflict. And it completely swamps the number who died in Israel as a result of the atrocity on October the 7th. This is not an equation. And in wars, there are no victories. In wars, there is no... Uh, victory photo or image. What we want is the same objective that we've said from October 7th when we realized the, the, the scale of it, this horrific atrocities massacre. 
We want our kidnapped back. We want our borders safe. And we want to eliminate that threat of Hamas. So this is not about numbers or an equation that you can make because all of it, when you look at it, this is tragic. And we don't have a disagreement about that. It needs to be stopped. Until now, we've uncovered 1,500 tunnels that Hamas built underneath Gaza. 1,500, that amount of weapons, infrastructure, if that could have been used for the population. Why are we not talking about that? We have seen some tunnels uh, in video released by the IDF. Um, But, you know, 1,500 tunnels, you know, where is the evidence of that? The international media are not in there certifying all of this. Now, perhaps it's too dangerous to be accompanying the IDF on operations. But at the same time, you're making extraordinary claims that, you know, we can't verify. Well, we've shown photos, we've shown images. We are a democratic country that we go through the due process with everything we release and we investigate. And one would hope that the media will believe a democratic country when it's portraying its evidence and not automatically believe a terror organization. Um, the, the, the disproportionate use of power, though, I mean, there's no question the IDF is the best armed Uh, army in the region. Absolutely. Hamas may have their weapons hidden in tunnels and so on, but the kind of munitions and equipment available to the Israelis, for example, the Iron Dome, which keeps your citizens by and large safe. There's no Iron Dome in Gaza for the innocent civilians of Gaza. So I'm just wondering, does nobody shout stop even within the IDF? What are we doing? Or is everything viewed as strategy? No humanity, just strategy. Well, I reject that. Uh, When we talk about disproportionate, we are operating under international law and the rule of law. It's It's not something that we take lightly. And regarding Iron Dome, you are right. It is making sure that more Israelis are not killed. If this were up to Hamas, more and more Israelis would have been killed every day when they fire those barrage of rockets towards Israel. Israeli civilians, Israeli population. We will not apologize for developing a system that makes sure that our people are secure. Why didn't they develop the same if they would been planning for this attack for two years? Well, obviously, you know, mistakes were made on the part of Israel. The intelligence uh, that did not uh, reveal that such an attack was imminent. There was some argument over when, whether or not Egypt, for example, knew about this and could have told you or perhaps did tell you. Then there were the three Israeli hostages who were actually killed by the IDF. Um, it doesn't really, you know, encourage the belief in forensics when three of your own hostages are killed by the IDF. That is part of the tragedy of those uh, battlefield dynamics. And it is also being investigated thoroughly. This is uh, urban combat in an impossible place. And this is why we're taking our time. This is why it's so slow. And that tragedy with the hostages, and I can't help but think they survived over 70 days running away uh, just after being kidnapped. This is a tragedy that is being investigated to make sure what happened. But it's another example of the way that we meticulously look at every piece of evidence that we have. And again, do not take this any lightly. Uh, the, The lack of hope that Palestinians now have, I mean, Netanyahu has said no two state solution. It looks like there will be no homeland for Palestinians as long as he and his colleagues uh, are in power. I mean, what do you expect from a people who are given no hope? I'm not sure that I agree with that. Um, He did say that, no two-state solution. No more Oslo. 
I think in the past we've shown time and time again that when a viable option comes and when there is an opportunity for peace, we will do everything in our power in order to advance that. We've done it with Egypt, we've done it with Jordan, and we've done it with the Abraham Accords. We're about to do it and expand it even more, but obviously Hamas was bothered by all of these uh, um, peace negotiations. So for us, peace is an option and we need it. And we think that there is hope for all of us this, because we need it. We need to make sure that we can live peacefully next to our neighbors. But when we say that, it cannot be on the, that on our doorstep there is a terror organization that on its charter is the elimination of Israel and the Jewish people. I'm not sure how you expect to live peacefully with the people um, that you have dispossessed. Um, who are homeless now. You talk about a few people, relatively speaking, within Israel who've, who've been displaced because of the hundreds possibility. Hundreds of thousands. Uh, hundreds of thousands versus, what, 1.5 million people or more in Gaza who've been displaced. And they will not be able to go back to their homes because their homes have been destroyed. I, again, this is the damned if we do, damned if we don't. Uh, we ask them to evacuate for their own safety because Hamas is using northern Gaza as an active combat zone. And we ask them to take shelter because we do not want to see any more Palestinians safe. And right now, we need to work together in order to eliminate that threat of Hamas. If there should be any resolution within the UN... If there is any shred of moral dignity left in those in the UN or UN organizations, then they need to call out Hamas for what they're doing. And unfortunately, we've... But should they now, not call you out too for what you're doing? I mean, when you look at the death toll of civilians, whatever about the death toll of militants... Um, I mean, you should be called out too. Israel should be called out for, for what it's I don't done. think we know the actual numbers of militants it, that are killed because Hamas do not include terrorists when they release those numbers. We have no verifications for those numbers, but it's not about the numbers. And I agree. But hasn't Any the idea of claimed something tragic. like 5,000 militants have been killed? Possibly so. And we see every day that more and more terrorists are coming out of that those areas within Gaza, within the northern Gaza. And... Hamas's playbook is cynical and whenever we think that we've seen it all and they've reached the lowest possible, they reached an even new low. So it's not even about us and the way that the, the psychological warfare with the kidnapped and their families, all of that, but the warfare that they're inflicting on their own people and we all need to be vocal about it. It's okay to be pro-Palestinian, but if you're pro-Palestinian and you're not calling out Hamas, how are you helping the Palestinian cause? Ambassador Ehrlich, thank you very much for joining us in studio. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.